Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article, Why the Pause Button Mentality is Ruining Your Health and Fitness. Getting a Fresh Start Isn't the Magic Bullet You Thought It Would Be, by John Berardi, PhD. I'll resume healthy eating after my vacation, or once the baby is born, after dad gets out of the hospital, January 1st, Monday. Well, while this kind of pause button mentality seems reasonable, it could be ruining your health and fitness. And in today's article, JB will tell us why and what to do about it. There's a question that's been finding its way to me a lot lately, from precision nutrition coaching clients, certification students, and pro coaches. Why don't your programs offer a pause feature? After all, what's the harm in letting clients take a break when leaving for vacation, completely swamped at work, pregnant or just after delivery, injured, or caring for an ailing family member? As a client, the thought process boils down to, if I miss some workouts, eat the wrong things, skip the homework, I fail. Aren't I more likely to succeed if I take a break just until I have the time to do it right? This is what I call the pause button mentality. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's normal, even commendable, to want to do your best, to consider taking time to regroup and then resume or start over when life feels easier. At the same time, this completely natural and well-meaning impulse is one of the fastest, surest, most reliable ways to sabotage yourself. Here's why and what to do instead. Starting fresh after you lose your way is a really comforting thought. That's probably why New Year's resolutions are so popular, especially following the indulgence-fueled holiday season. Give me that cheesecake! I'll pick my diet back up on Monday! In fact, we've learned in our nutrition coaching programs that the idea of a do-over is so alluring, you don't even need a mess-up for the pause-button mentality to take over. Every January, we welcome a new group of clients, and every July, we take in the second and final group of the year. In July, six months in, just knowing that there are new clients starting the program fresh in January makes some July clients itch for a new beginning, even though they're already making progress, changing their bodies. If only you'd let me start over, I'd really nail it this time. But here's the problem. The pause button mentality only builds the skill of pausing. Whether it's tomorrow, Monday, next week, or even next year, Hitting that imaginary pause button gives you some sense of relief. It allows you a little respite from what can be a really tough slog. And the middle is always a tough slog. It doesn't matter what kind of project you're working on. This perceived relief is compounded by the illusion that if we start fresh later, we can find the magical right time to begin. And listen, I get it. 
It can feel absurd to try and improve your eating and exercise habits while you're in the midst of chronic stress, looking for a job, starting a new job, going on vacation, caring for aging parents, or raising small children. That's probably why there are so many 21-day this and 90-day that. What adult has more than 90 days to go after their fitness goals with an all-out effort? But what do these intense fitness sprints teach you? The skill of getting fit within a very short and completely non-representative period of your life. What don't they teach you? The skill of getting fit or staying fit in the midst of a normal, complicated, how-it-really-is sort of life. This is why the yo-yo diet thing has become such a phenomenon. It's not about willpower, it's about skills. In most fitness scenarios, you'll learn how to get fit under weird, tightly controlled, white-knuckle life situations. You build that one solitary, non-transferable skill to slam the gas pedal down, drive the needle into the red, and squeal down the road for a little while, burning the rubbers off your tires until you quickly run out of gas and crash. What you don't build is the ability to get fit under real-life conditions. That's why it doesn't stick. Not because you suck, but because the natural and predictable consequence of having a limited skill set is short-term progress followed immediately by long-term frustration. What will be different next time? I remember having lunch with a colleague who swore up and down that his low-carb diet plus daily running was the secret to staying in shape. I had to follow up with a painful question. Well, why aren't you actually in shape? After a long pause, uh, well, I've had a hard time sticking with it. We just had our second child, the holidays just ended, and I just switched jobs. He trailed off. But once everything settles down, I'll get with the program and get in shape again. I guess I'm just on a little break. This story illustrates the point perfectly. Here's someone who's built his fitness on a house of cards. He knows only one thing, how to get in shape by following a very challenging program when the conditions are perfect. And whenever life isn't perfect, which is most of the time, he hits the pause button. He waits for a better time, all the while losing the health and fitness he previously worked so hard for. That's why when our clients ask to press pause, we usually ask them, what will be different when you come back? Nine times out of 10, the honest answer is nothing. Nothing will be different. Life is just happening and it'll happen again in January, or after the baby is born, or after mom gets better, or at any other arbitrary point you pick. And what then? Well, if you've ever felt like pressing pause, or you might feel this way right now, it might help to know, I've felt exactly the same way. A few years back, my wife and I decided to renovate a home. During the reno, we lived in a tiny apartment above my in-law's garage. At the time, I was also starting up Precision Nutrition. Every day, we'd wake up and get straight to work, at the end of the day, we'd drive one and a half hours to the new house to chip away at the reno. Then, late at night, we'd drive one and a half hours back and fall into bed. Then repeat. At first, I thought there was no way to exercise. My schedule was completely packed. I had nowhere to work out, and my eating was less than ideal. But after a couple of weeks, I realized that something was going to be better than nothing. The renovations would continue, running a business would only get more demanding, and we were planning to have our first child. I realized I couldn't wait. I couldn't press pause. Because if I didn't continue, there'd never be that perfect time to hit play again. I needed to find a way to squeeze in some kind of workout, however quick, easy, and unglamorous. The key lesson here is that, like it or not, the game of life keeps going. There is no timeout. 
There's never going to be a moment when things are magically easier. You can't escape work, personal and family demands, nor can you escape the need for health and fitness in your life. So here's a thought experiment. What if you tried to hit pause in other areas of your life? Imagine you're up for a big promotion at work. For the next two weeks, all you want to do is focus on mastering an upcoming presentation and winning over your boss. Trouble is, you've got two young children at home who tend to grasp koala-like onto your legs and demand your full attention. Honey, you say to your spouse, I'm just going to press pause on being a parent for now. I'll be staying at a hotel. Don't contact me. Now, I don't know about you, but that would not go over well in my family. You can't really press pause, and you definitely can't hit reset on being a parent. You've thought about it, though. I know you have. Just like you can't stop showing up for work and expect not to get fired, or take a break from being married and not wind up divorced. Generally, when it comes to life, we know we're not always going to be on our A-game. Sometimes we're superstars. Most of the time, we just do our best. We muddle through. We keep going. So why do we expect it to be any different with fitness? In my case, I hired a coach and we came up with a simple workout program that met these criteria. No more than three times a week. No more than 10 minutes per session. That's right. Has to be done upon waking up right next to the bed and requires no equipment. I did that for about six months. Was it the best workout ever? No. Did I end up after six months fitter than ever? Heck no. But was it better than hitting the pause button and doing nothing? You bet. You see, perfectionism is not the point. Completing a program, PN coaching or any other is not the point. Being the best for a tiny window of time is not the point. The point is to keep going. Sometimes awkwardly, sometimes incompetently, sometimes downright half-assed, but to keep going nonetheless. As I often teach our new clients, the all-or-nothing mentality rarely gets us all. It usually gets us nothing. That's when I propose a new mantra. Always something. Nowadays, I like to think of my fitness and nutrition efforts as a dial. There are times when I want to dial up my efforts and times when I want to dial them down but I never want to turn the dial off completely. Here's how this plays out in the context of my life. Sometimes, say when I'm training for a track competition or concentrating on a particular goal, my fitness dial might be turned up to 9 or 10 out of 10. Channel 10 means I work out every day. Every meal is planned and carefully considered. I think a lot about fitness and not much about anything else. Work, family, hobbies, they're all in maintenance mode, with the permission of the people this affects, of course. However, as I write this, my life involves the following. Settling into a new home, conducting major home renovations, raising four children, including a new baby, and running a growing business with nearly 100 team members. So these days, the dial rarely goes past three or four. I work out maybe three days a week, and most of my meals are just good enough. For the record, I'm totally cool with that. There's no guilt about having my dial set a little lower. What's most important is that the dial is still set to on. So here's the important lesson. There's a big difference between tuning your dial to 3, 2, or even a 1, and turning the whole thing off. And when you realize how doable and effective channels 3 and 2 and 1 can be, you can see that there's never a good reason to hit pause. Now I get it, it's easy to discount the lower channels, especially when you've done more in the past, but remember your new mantra always something. Here's another example for you. Precision Nutrition coaching graduate Susan Olding was dealing with a family crisis during the program. 
Her dad became ill and eventually passed away. Susan could have given up when her dad was sick, asked for a pause, and no one would have blamed her. Instead, she challenged herself to embrace imperfection and do something every day. She says, Each day I ask myself, if I can't do what was asked of me, what can I do? What can I manage, physically, emotionally, mentally, right now? Then I went and did that. Meanwhile, I also tried to add spontaneous activity into my days. I paced the hospital halls, parked at a distance and walked to the hospital door, and went for evening walks. Anything to stay active. I also remember Susan telling me about the random sets of squats she did in the corner of her dad's hospital room while he was resting. Susan's takeaway was, perfection never happens in real life. We're always going to be doing the best we can with what we have, and that's okay. We can still make progress towards our goals and still improve our health and our fitness, whatever's going on in our lives. You see, that progress doesn't happen if you press pause and wait for a better time. It doesn't happen if you say, I'll squat again once the dad situation resolves itself. Or if you ask for a redo next week, next month, or next year. It's why one of our mottos here at Precision Nutrition is fitness in the context of real human life. It's what I think we're the best in the world at helping clients be healthy and fit in the context of their real lives. Not while pretending to be someone they're not, not by signing up for a 12-week boot camp with daily workouts and restrictive diets, but by living their own lives and practicing always something. In my opinion, pressing pause is buying into an imaginary ideal, a perfect time when everything will fall into place, a beautiful linear trajectory from total suckiness to apex awesomeness. Now, asking for a restart because you don't want to mess up that line is deluding yourself that somehow, next time, it'll be easier. Next time will be perfect. No interruptions, no distractions, no life. Unfortunately, there is no perfect time. We may have magical moments, of course, short periods of time when things seem to click and come together. But then the dog poops on the rug, or the kid throws up on the couch, or both, and then one or the other tracks it all through the house. You keep pressing pause, and your progress will reflect it, like a roller coaster. Or worse yet, you end up flatlining, stuck on a never-ending, maybe eternal pause. So, what to do next? Well, fitness in the context of real human life is just like the rest of life. We're all just doing the best we can in challenging, complicated circumstances. We're all living messy, imperfect lives. We're all human. If we can just keep moving forward, no matter what happens, no pause buttons, no do-overs, we win the game. And here are a few strategies for getting out of the pause button mentality and into a more realistic, effective, sustainable way of thinking. Number one, try the dial method. Think of your fitness like a dial that goes from one to 10. If you were to dial it up to a 10, what would your workouts look like? What would your nutrition look like? What other habits or actions would you practice in that scenario? And if you were to dial it down to one, what would your workouts look like then? And what would your nutrition look like? And what other actions and habits would you practice in that scenario? Giving thought to your life right now, where's your dial set? Would you like to make any adjustments? Could you move the dial up a channel or even half a channel? And if so, what would that look like? On the other hand, should you move the dial down a channel so you can stick with health and fitness even during a difficult time? Number two, aim for a little bit better. An all or nothing approach usually doesn't get us all, it usually gets us nothing. 
You know what actually works? Small improvements done consistently over time work. We have proof in the 45,000 clients we've helped through precision nutrition coaching. You might be trying to make a meal out of hospital cafeteria food or gas station food or airplane food. You might be spending hours awake with a newborn in the middle of the night or stuck in yet another full day meeting. These aren't ideal scenarios, but they're not necessarily hopeless either. Look around, get creative. See if you can find some small, maybe minuscule improvements. Number three, anticipate, strategize, and plan. Since we already know that stuff is going to go wrong, the best thing we can do is anticipate and make plans for how to deal with them when they do. A simple way to do this is by answering two questions. Number one, what's likely to get in the way of what I hope to accomplish? And number two, what is something I can do today to help me keep going when I face those obstacles? For some people, that might be a Sunday ritual where they prep food for the week so they won't be scrambling for healthy meals on busy weeknights. For others, it might mean having a healthy meal delivery service on speed dial. In summary, don't be surprised and dismayed when things go haywire. They will at some point. Just arm yourself with the best tools and strategies so you can stay in the game when you're throwing a curveball. This has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition reading today's article, Why the Pause Button Mentality is Ruining Your Health and Fitness. Getting a fresh start isn't the magic bullet you thought it would be. By John Berardi, PhD. You can read the article yourself online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash pause dash button dash mentality. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.